Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 7, episode number 2. We're back at it again. Um, Before I jump into today's episode, I want to say I appreciate everyone that uh, streamed or listened, downloaded my, my episode last week. We talked about should a player train with multiple trainers? And if you didn't hear that episode then I want you to go back and listen to it. Uh, listen to this one first. You can go ahead and listen to this. You already started. Listen to this uh, episode. Then go back and hear the other episode. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it just really comes down to what it is that you're wanting in relation to should you have multiple trainers. I feel, and it could be because I'm a trainer and I'm a little bit selfish, but I feel it's best to work with one trainer, um, but there's nothing wrong with working with multiple trainers if you understand what it is you're trying to do. If you have no clue of what you're doing and you're taking your kid from this trainer to that trainer and this trainer and that trainer, then I think you can cause more harm than good. And when I say multiple trainers, um, I think it's okay if you have your main trainer and then you have someone else that you can work with and they do something a little bit different. But I think if you take your kid to one person on one day, another person on this day, and you're just taking your kids everywhere, then I think that could be a that could be an issue. Um, but I think if you if you do decide to have multiple trainers, then you probably want to try to keep it in-house. I think it's best to try to keep it in-house. Um, you go to Acme Brick you know, basketball company and they have three trainers um, and you might work with Coach Mike on on Monday and then on Friday you might work with Coach Jeremy. and But they understand everything that's going on. They're all right there together. So I get that. So if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, I appreciate everybody that chimed in and gave me some some of their thoughts on, on this topic on my Instagram. Uh, so I appreciate that. So before we get into today's episode, be sure to follow me on social media. I am on Twitter and IG. My handle is at NBNBball. Also on Twitter, you can follow the podcast uh, uh, account. It's at SDP underscore podcast. Be sure to visit my site, tjonesfirm.com, for any consulting on skill development. I'm also getting into some scouting for girls, high school girls and middle school girls. Um, so if, if you're wanting someone to come out and cover an event, uh, be sure to let me know. Uh, you can send an email to info at tjonesfirm.com. Also, be sure to share my past with your circle of influence. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. And also give me a five-star rating, if you will. So share people, share it with your people, uh, tweet about it, put it on your IG story. Uh, if Put it on Facebook, retweet it, just try to share it with as many people as possible. I truly be appreciative of that. So, season seven, episode number two. Today, we are talking about three different types of trainers. There are three different types of trainers. Now, before I get into it, I'm not going to say I have my preference on when I talk about these different types of trainers, um, but I know that there's more than one way to skin a cat. There are a number of ways to train um, or to help players get better. So I get that. I'm not, I'm not going to 
necessarily talk bad on anybody um, because I feel like at the end of the day, people will be exposed whether they know what they're doing or, they're, or they don't know what they're doing. So there's more than one way to do it, but there are typically trainers fall into three categories. And then there's a fourth one that I'm going to give you as a bonus, but that one is really a bonus because all the three trainers that I'm talking about can also be this, this other or this bonus type of type of trainer. So what we're going to do is, or what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk about these three different types of trainers, give you some information on them, because here's what I want y'all to understand. And this is what I want parents and players to be able to do. When a parent or player gets ready to hire or work with a trainer or a coach, I want them to be able to look at what they're doing, understand what they're looking at, because you don't know what you don't know. Well, I'm trying to educate you. I want you to be able to walk into the gym, into the gym, see what that coach or that trainer is doing and know, okay, oh, they're this type of trainer. That ain't what I need for my child. Or the player be like, that ain't what I need. I need this type of trainer. So that's what I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to educate you. So when you are getting ready to have your kid work out with somebody or train with someone, they will know exactly what they're getting themselves into and what they are doing. Uh, that is very important because we're talking about the development of your child. So let's get right on into it. Uh, three different types of trainers. Number one. Now, this is the category that I will put myself in. A lot of the coaches and trainers I have a lot of respect for. I put them in this category. And that is a developer. They're a developer. They're a teacher. Um, they focus on teaching. I love to teach. Teaching actually runs in my runs in my blood. Uh, my grandfather is an educator. His wife had a, an uncle that's an educator. Uh, my teach my sister is in education. My dad taught and coached youth sport. Well, he didn't teach, but he he coached youth sports for nearly thirty years. So uh, I got an uncle that's a pastor. So he does a lot of teaching, of course. So teaching is just something that I'm around. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I, I, I love teaching the details. And that's what a developer does. They focus on teaching and then they're very detailed. So if you get with a, skill, a skills coach uh, and what they'll do is one that develops, they'll put together a plan to help that player. So they'll assess that kid and tell you where they are. In relation to their age, their peers, uh, their grade that they're in, and tell you where, where that particular player is in relation to the goals they're wanting to achieve. Are they on track? Are they behind? Are they ahead of schedule? Then we'll talk about where you're wanting to go, the type of player that you're wanting to become. And we'll look at where you are where you're going and put together a plan to help you get to where you're trying to trying to be. So um, they develop a plan, a developer or a teacher. Uh, their sessions are more about getting better versus working hard. And let me explain what I mean by working hard. Yes, if you are, are a coach or a trainer that's a teacher, you want your kids or your players to work hard. But it's not about just the sweat. It's not about, oh, man, I worked them so hard that, 
they couldn't hardly stand up after practice. So I worked them so hard to where they threw up. And that's not that's not the point. I'm not trying to make you pass out. I'm not trying to make you black out. I'm not trying to make you throw up. I'm not trying to make it where you just feel like you worked so hard to where you couldn't hardly do anything. That's not the point. The point is we're going to come in and we're going to work smart. We're going to work hard, but it's going to be smart. And we're going to work on some things that's going to really help you in your game. So it's it's about getting better. It's not so much about, oh, I worked them so hard. Man, look how much sweat they have on them. Look at them. They passed out on the floor. That's not the point. Um, when you're working with a, a trainer that's a developer, they trust the process. They don't skip any steps. Okay, so what I mean is they're not trying to teach a kid how to do a Euro step if they can't do a regular layup. Okay, uh, that doesn't mean that you have to have it mastered. Okay, you could be in fourth grade and learn how to do a Euro step, but you first have to learn how to shoot that layup. And here's the thing there is so much that is being taught when a kid is learning how to do just a regular layup. The footwork, the timing, touch, being able to develop both hands. There's some coordination that goes into that. Uh, understanding your eyes and picking up the rim. Uh, understanding how to use a certain part of the backboard. You know, so understanding how to use the square. Knowing where to pick up the ball. How to pick up the ball how to protect the ball, like all of these little details goes into understanding how to score a regular layup. And what happens is we'll have people that want to skip that because it's not as sexy, right? So I'm dribbling to the basket. I'm shooting a regular right-handed layup. Now, here's something that 20 years ago or 30 years ago, I would say about 30 years ago when, when I was a kid, um, when you're on the right side, you were supposed to use your right hand, right? And you were supposed to jump off of your left foot. Now you can jump off of your right foot. So when I have kids work on layups, I don't get so caught up in which foot they jump off of. I just want them to be able to use both hands. So if they're on the left side, I say, hey, dribble in, shoot, shoot the layup, use your left hand. And I want them to be able to finish with their left hand. I get to the feet later. That's just how I do it. So they may jump off their left foot and use their left hand and go in. I'm cool with that. But eventually we'll get to where they can jump off their right foot. And there's some different reasons for that. Because if we get into different finishes, they got to be able to jump off either foot and use either hand. But they don't skip skip, skip steps. So a developer is not going to skip steps. Um, they're not going to go right into a step back jumper behind the three-point line if their form is not correct. If they don't understand balance, if they don't understand ball pickup, if they don't understand hand placement. So they're not going to skip steps. They're going to they're going to stay the course. And they some kids may may progress quickly. So you may not necessarily skip steps, but you may move through steps pretty quickly. And that's perfectly fine. Um, so uh, a developer is going to teach the players how to play the game. There is a difference between playing basketball and knowing how to play basketball. And this is what I tell all the kids that I work with. A lot of you can play basketball. You can run, jump, shoot, pass, do all that stuff. But you don't know how to play. You don't understand the game 
there's a game within the game, right? The game is basketball. I'm trying to put the ball in the hoop. But there's a game within that game that you have to learn how to play. Setting screens, reading screens, reading your defender, knowing when to cut back door, knowing how to V-cut, knowing different types of screens, knowing different types of passes, when to make those passes, how to make those passes, understanding who you're passing to, how to post up, how to maintain position, how to pass into the post, how to play off the post. Do, do, am I screening or am I cutting? You know, so all those different things that you have to understand. Um, when you're working with a developer, they teach how to implement your skills that you're learning in the game within a team setting. I know a lot of times we hear about every player when you're working with kids, every player needs to have a ball in their hand. They don't want to be bored. That is true, but that is that is true to a certain extent. Every player can't have the ball. Okay? And a lot of players will only get the ball for a short amount of time per possession. And a lot of times it's going to be catch, pass, cut. Because the way the game is played now. So players have to understand how to apply their skills in a game within a team setting. So that would mean... um, how how can I learn how to attack a closeout, but do it effectively within a team setting? So I'm making a read on the closeout. Now I'm making a read on the defense scrambling or rotating. Do I shoot it? Do I pass it? You know, do, do I do I change direction? Do I pick it up? What am I doing? So we got to be able to apply those skills in the team setting. Um, and also a lot of times when you have a teacher, someone that develops, they're going to have some type of curriculum and that curriculum doesn't necessarily means that they're going to refer to it every single time that they get ready to teach something, but they have a way of how they, of how they want to teach. Right. So if a player comes to them and they're needing to develop their shot they have a certain way or, or they have their theory, their thoughts on how they will want to teach that particular, that particular skill, right? Um, and, it, and, it, and it could be as detailed or as vague as you want it to be, but typically a lot of developers have some type of curriculum when they're teaching pick and roll play for the point guard, pick and roll play for the, for the big, shooting um, you know, if they're teaching someone how to drive, someone how to post up. So there's different concepts and skills that they may have a curriculum for. And it could be very, very detailed if they got a lot of time on their hands, or it could be more vague, but they have some type of curriculum. All right. So three different types of trainers. Number one is a developer slash teacher. We went through some of these and, and let me say this, some of the things I talk about, it's not going to be everything about a developer or the other types of, I can't sit here and list everything about them, but it gives you a good general idea. Um, So number two, a a second type of trainer is what you, what I feel like you see a lot of nowadays, and that's the rebound workout maintenance guy. 
And I want y'all to understand there's nothing wrong with the rebound workout maintenance guy. You need, or girl, you need those trainers. Okay? You need them. Right? There's, there's a place for them. There's a place for those trainers. Uh, the rebound workout maintenance guy. So, so who is this? They focus more on working hard and the sweat versus, you know, the teaching of the details. So there's not a lot of details in their sessions. Not saying that, that you would not get better. I feel like if you go to any of these trainers that I'm talking about, you're going to get better. Anytime you can go to the gym and work on your game, there's an opportunity for you to get better. So don't think that, that you're not going to get better. Um, but the focus is on working hard. So everything could be fast paced. You're going to go from one drill to the next. You're going to get information on the fly. It's not going to be a whole lot of details. It's going to be more about the directions of what to do versus the instructions. Okay, so there's a difference between getting directions versus getting instructions. Okay, and so here's here's a couple of analogies or a couple of examples. Uh, when you when you when you're in school and you get ready to take a test, and a teacher says, "Okay, I'm I'm getting ready to pass out the test. This is what I want." Let's you know, because back in the day, we had the individual desks. I think a lot of times now kids sit at tables, uh, but they may still sit at desks. I don't know, but we used to sit at a desk. You have an individual desk. And a teacher would look at each row and say, okay, there's six kids in this row. So she'd give the first person uh, six tests and say, take one and pass it back. And then the, instru- the directions could be, take one, pass it back, write your name on the top of the test, make sure to read all the directions. You have 30 minutes to finish your test, right? So she gave you directions on what to do. The other directions could be, uh, go to page three and X out number 25 and 26. You don't have to do that. Okay. On the last page, there are two questions. Circle one that you want to answer or put a star by the one you want to answer and then answer that question. Or you only have to answer one of the, one of the two questions on the back. So she gave you your directions, Right. Told you what to do, told you kind of how to do it, and now you go out there and you do it. The instructions for that is going to come when the teacher is actually teaching you, giving you the details on how to do said skill. Okay, It's very detailed. It's not going to be very vague. A lot of times when you have directions, directions is going to be step one, two, three, four, and then that's it. You just follow those directions. How do I get to the interstate? Go straight, make a left, go down two blocks, make a right. The, you know, interstate is going to be on. It's going to keep going, veer to the left, it'll take you right to the interstate. Those are directions. Okay? And we see that a lot with workout guys. All right, dribble to this cone, change direction, dribble to this cone, change direction, go to the basket, shoot the layup, or shoot the jump shot. And don't get me wrong, I still do drills that way. There's a place for it. There is a place for it. And we have to know when to use those drills. 
But there are going to be drills when you give specific directions on things that you're going to do. The instruction come in within the details. The directions could be the drill. The instructions could be the technique. All right. Oh, you're you're not getting low enough. That dribble is too slow. You got to get it quicker. Pound dribble. Make sure your chest is up, head up. How many fingers am I holding? Whatever it is that you want to do. But there's a difference between giving directions and giving instructions. I'm t- typically a, a workout guy would give or girl would give directions on each drill, but they're not giving a lot of instructions within that drill. So there's a difference between that. All right. I know I kind of rambled on that. I hope y'all understand what I'm talking about. All right. Um, they typically spend a lot of time on concepts, basketball concepts, pick and roll, how to score in one-on-one, off-ball screens, playing off the post, playing off penetration. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the concepts. As a developer, we can teach concepts. I do that. Two-man game, you know, dribble handoffs, things like that. But with with this is uh, their concepts, their playing off concepts, but again, they give the directions for the concepts, and then the players go out there and execute it. So, hey, we're going to work on pick and roll. So dribble to the wing, dribble off the screen, get to a spot, shoot the jumper. Okay? Maintenance, workout guys. Um, they move from one drill to the next without a lot of feedback. So dribble to the spot, come off the screen, pull up, shoot the jumper. They go and get that rebound. They go to the end of the line. On the way back to the end of the line, that coach may say, hey, you're floating a little bit on that jump shot. Make sure you give a good plant and be a little more balanced. Boom. All right, hey, on that last dribble, you know, you're being soft with that dribble with that left hand. Pound it, get that ball in your shot pocket, raise it up and shoot it. Real quick feedback. Again, I do this. There are times when I do this. Sometimes I have a group and I tell the players, hey, this is more like a maintenance type deal. We're going to get up some shots. We're going to get some reps. It's not going to be a lot of detailed teaching. So there is a place for this, but we have to understand that. Um, and, and then sometimes there is no, there's no curriculum. Um, they're not going to break down how they teach shooting. They're not going to break down how they teach driving or the pick and roll. It's just real gen- general and more a little more generic. And again, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with this type of trainer or coach. I'm not saying that that if you hired or worked out with this type of trainer, you're not going to get better. But there is a difference. Their lane is different than the developer's lane. That's what I want y'all to understand. Okay, so the three different types of trainers. We got the developer. We got the rebound, workout, maintenance guy. And then the last one is a specialist. Okay, the specialist. They focus typically on one skill. So you'll have someone that say, hey, I'm the ball handling guru. I can, I can take your kids ball handling to a whole nother level. And that's what they focus on. So they might use cones and tennis balls and heavy balls and medicine balls and have your kid dribbling two basketballs. Um, but that's what they're doing. They are working on their ball handling. Or you will have someone that specializes in shooting. That's all they do. Kids come to this particular trainer to work and improve on their shooting. And there are a lot of people that are successful that way. That's what they do. They work on shooting. Um, Teams may hire them to come in and work with their players. 
for shooting, specifically for shooting. And they have a curriculum for their specialized area. They can do, um, they can look at a kid, they can evaluate that kid or assess that kid, and they'll know exactly what's wrong with their shooting or their ball handling, and then they can apply their curriculum to that kid. Um, also, a specialist may work on a particular position. They're really good at developing post players, or they're really good at developing wing players or slashers, or they're really good at developing point guards, or they're really good at specializing um, a certain age group. You know, youth players, man, any youth players, elementary kids, I love working with them kids. That's who I specialize in. That's why I do. I, I get them really falling in love with the game and getting them established. But then you have some that really, I only, I, mean, I only work with high school kids. I don't have the patience to work with the, with the younger kids that don't have any skill. So they only work with high school kids. So whatever it is, they might specialize, but that, that is a third trainer. So the three different types of trainers, you got your developer slash teacher. They really focus on teaching. They give you details. They have a curriculum. Uh, the sessions about getting better versus working out, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have your rebound, workout, maintenance guy. They focus on, they focus on working hard over working smart. Or I'm sorry, not over working hard or working smart. But they, they focus on working hard and the sweat. Um, not a whole lot of details. They give more directions versus instruction. A uh, lot of concept work, you know, pick and roll and shots and, uh, you know, coming off screens. And, it's, and again, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just different. They, they've picked their lane, and their lane is different than developer. And then you have your specialists. Uh, they're going to really focus on, on one particular skill or an age group that they're going to focus on. So the bonus trainer that you have is the internet trainer. You have your internet trainer. Uh, the internet trainer has a website or an app that you can subscribe to, and it has a lot of drills. Um, they're going to have a lot of content. So they're going to have drills, motivation, breakdown videos, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason why I say this is a bonus because you can have the developer that have a website or an app that you can subscribe to that has all this information. They have a lot of content. Uh, Phil Handy is one that, that comes to my mind. He, he does a lot of teaching and instruction, um, but he also has an app where you can learn from him through the internet. So is he an internet trainer per se? No, no. I mean, he's actually, he's actually putting in work. You know, he's working with a lot of, lot of players. Um, so he's, he's working with players that where he's hands-on with some, with some kids, but you know, with him working in the NBA, he also has an app to where people can, can subscribe to. And so if you're in Florida, he's in LA, you can still get better with him based on his app. Okay. Um, so they they may, so an internet trainer may or may not work hands on with kids or with players. Sometimes they just have a lot of content and they don't really do a whole lot of work with players per se personally, but uh, they have a lot of internet or content that they put on the internet that people can have access to through a subscription. Okay, 
So those are the three types of trainers. Um, along with the bonus trainer, we got your developer. We got your workout maintenance rebound guy. Uh, we have your specialist. And then we have the internet trainer, which actually kind of could be any of those three, three trainers. So there's another trainer that I know that, that specializes in shooting and he has things available on the internet. So anybody can have access to his content uh, for those that can't work with him in a one-on-one setting. So that's those are the those are the different types of trainers. Um, and this is how I look at it. If we're talking about if you think about the fitness field and all the different types of trainers you have in the fitness fitness uh, area, we have those trainers that are fitness trainers that work with seniors. We have those fitness trainers that work with that work with kids. We have the fitness trainers that work with adults. We have the fitness trainers that really just love to do uh, groups and and boot camps and and things like that. And then we have those fitness trainers that also just they just love to do athletes. Or you may have the fitness trainer that only wants to work, you know, with those that are in rehab that may be recovering from an accident or injury. So they're all fitness trainers, but but they have their area. They have their own lane. And it's the same thing in basketball. So we can have our own lane. Now, I pose this question. Is one trainer better than the others? Is one trainer, whether you're a developer, a maintenance rebound guy, or a specialist, or an internet trainer, and an internet trainer can be a standalone trainer, is one of them better than the other? I would say no. I don't, I don't think if, if you're a developer, you're saying that you're better than the maintenance guy. Uh, or the specialist or the internet guy. Um, but it goes back to what you need as a player. As a parent, I'm hiring somebody. What do I need for my child or my player? Who can make you better? Sometimes you need the maintenance guy or the specialist. Sometimes you need the developer. But I will tell you this. The really good trainers, the ones that are really good, they can navigate through all three of those. There are all three of them. A really good trainer can develop you, whatever skill it is, ball handling, passing, footwork, understanding of the game, how to apply those skills into a game. They can read you and understand, okay, at this particular time of the year, at the, in, in this particular workout, I need to be a maintenance guy. I need to be a rebounder. Based on what it is, whatever it is that, that you have going on. So, you know, there's been times I've been working with a player and I asked them about their week and I have something planned out for them. And I asked them how about their week. No, I'm a little tired. I had three tests this week. You know, let's say it's a Thursday and they say, well, we played on Monday. We was in the tournament on Monday and Tuesday. Um, I had a test on Tuesday. I had two tests on Wednesday. I'm a little wore out. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not, you know, we might just need to get some shots up. And that's what we'll do. You know, we'll take it easy that day. Um, sometimes they just need to come in and, 
and and just kind of let loose and relax a little bit. And so we'll do things that way. Sometimes we just need to get up shots. I don't need to talk to him. We just need to get up some shots. And we, we may not hardly even say anything to each other, but we may get up shots. Then there are days, based on what's going on, uh, we need to work on something specific. So we'll work on something specific. So it all depends on, you know, what that player needs. But a really good trainer can kind of slide and navigate between all three of them. So if I have a player and we're working and, and I need to specialize in shooting, then I can specialize in shooting. I can teach them how to shoot the ball. I can develop their shot from the ground up, you know. So um, a really good training can navigate through all three of those. Um, so I, I think it's good if you're a trainer or you call yourself a trainer, you need to be able to develop. You need to be able to help them maintain or be that rebound guy. And you also need to specialize uh, to a certain degree. So, you know, I need to be able to teach shooting. I need to be able to teach ball handling, how to uh, be effective off the dribble and attack. I need to be able to teach how to post up. I need to be able to teach my point guards. I need to be able to teach my post players. Um, so you have to be able to do all that. So um, those are the things that I think is important. So next time you go to the gym or you're working with somebody, you'll be able to tell which one of those trainers that you're working with. Now, I'm, I'm going to throw this last thing out there, and then we're going to wrap this up, uh, and we'll be done. Uh, how do you determine which one you need? That's the question, right? How do you determine as a player or as a parent or even as a coach, how do you determine which type of trainer that you need? I would say this. If you are, it, it's, it, there's no right or wrong answer for this, I don't think. I think that um, it kind of depends on what you're wanting, and I keep saying it, it depends on what you're wanting as a, as a player or as a parent. What is it that you want for your child? If you're wanting your child to really learn how to play the game, you need to take them to somebody that's going to develop them. Okay, and you could be developed and not in a one-on-one situation. It could be in a group session. Okay, uh, but but you can develop in that way. But you have to look at it and say, okay, this coach is a developer. I need my child with this with this coach. Or you might say, you know what, my child don't really need that right now. They need to be over here, really putting in some work. Uh, they're going to work them hard. They're going to do them this, and they're going to have them doing this and this. They're going to do some push-ups. They're going to do some sprints. I need to see how hard. You know, it just, it just depends. But but I think you have to know what you're looking at, what you're, understand what your expectations are, and what it is that you're wanting. And if you have those things, that'll help you decide which way to go. All right? All right. Again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, I went a little longer than, than I wanted to for today. But again, be sure to follow me on social media uh, at NBNBball and at SDP underscore podcast if you're on Twitter 
and just at NBNBball if you're on Instagram. Visit my website, tjonesfirm.com. Uh, my, my website has all my information on how to contact me and what services I offer. Or you can just shoot me an email at info at tjonesfirm.com. Share my podcast with your circle of influence. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Again, it's available on all podcasts, all your favorite podcast platforms. And also, if you're going to give me a rating, give me a five-star rating. Give me five of them stars. I appreciate it. Uh, But that is it. I appreciate y'all again. Season two, season seven, season two, season seven, episode two. um, Three different types of trainers. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. God bless.